Wrestling Fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. July 13th. 2015. Marinate on that date for a second while we take care of some quick, quick business. First of all, congratulations to Keith Lee. Hashtag two belts Lee, North American and a new NXT champion. Very well deserved. Even though the results kind of got spoiled last week, I still cried a little bit. My Texas brother came through. I, I, I would like to point out one thing uh, to Y2 Bischoff. It's not about the demos. Y'all got beat by a spoiler, just like Bischoff did when he leaked Foley winning the title. Eat a dick. Fuck off, you salty, 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 salty bitch. <laughs> ah, okay, <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> All right. So uh, we do have a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday with the horror show at Extreme Rules. Hopefully they don't change the name again before the damn show. I don't know what the hell's up with that. But um, I figure let's go ahead and at least get some quick predictions out of the way. This match uh, was actually just added. A bar fight. That's a new one. A bar fight with Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. So Kayla? Who you got? Um, I'm going to have to go with Jeff because I think he, considering he lost the last match against the Sheamus, I think this would be a good way to get him back in the mix. So hopefully Jeff pulls it off because Sheamus is just annoying me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jeff too. So it's like, uh, get him a win, make it a rubber match, uh, set up a rubber match for, um, SummerSlam. Three for three. Jeff, I feel, should get the win. Bar fight is kind of funny. <laughs> so it's basically a brawl. So. Bar brawl. <laughs> bar brawl. But I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's actually good. If it's going to be in an actual bar, I think that'd be actually kind of fucking awesome. I like when they actually, I love the on-site locations for fights now. What, what they can do. So, I mean, I didn't realize how awesome Money in the Bank was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I just still remember Asuka on the left dancing. <laughs> so, so it's like if they do it, if they actually do an on-site bar fight, uh, more power to them. And Jeff gets the win, so we get the rubber match at SummerSlam. All right, all right. Next one, we have Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. Ojo por ojo, eye for eye match. Oh, and I hear some CGI graphics are going to come into this uh, to hyphen up the graphics. Uh, let's see. I, I, I got to go Ray on this one. Jolie? I kind of got to go Ray, too. Um, merely because if they needed to write Seth off, um, this would be the perfect way to do it for at right now. I'm still creeped out eye for an eye, and Kevin's face is still stuck in my head. <laughs> it's like K.O.'s face, Alistair's face, and I think maybe even Dominic uh, had a face of his own, but I really didn't see his. Yeah, uh, it was just like, of all the matches in Eye for an Eye, 
All right, we're getting biblical. We're getting biblical on this bitch. <laughs> right? All right, Kayla? Yeah, uh, Dominic's look and everybody's look basically on Monday Night Raw was like, really, Ray? Seriously? What's wrong with you? Um, so I'm going to, um, we're going to go three for three because, like Jolie has said, if this is the time that they need to write Seth out, um, to go out to be with Becky for the baby. This is definitely it. Um, unfortunately, when Seth does, his lost puppy is probably going to run back to the doghouse because he's not going to have any place to go or the Monday Night Messiah to follow in his footsteps. Right. But, um, but yeah, definitely Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio has to win for this, but, um, like we said, the eye for an eye. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm with Dominic, Alistair, and Kevin because out of everything you could have come up with, you just picked that. Exactly. And All the right. way he made it sound like he was going to dodge him out and pull him out, I'm like, Lord. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that they said that uh, CGI gra- graphics are going to come into play with this, so to kind of like hyping up the end result. But still, it's just like, it's going to be, yeah, it's like Tom Phillips said, it's really going to be a horror show now. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if it's going to be a horror show, they do have one of the, the best gore makers that actually made The Fiend's Belk. If they get Tom Savini somehow involved in this, in the CGI part of this match, it's <laughs> going to be fucking epic. That dude knows fucking horror. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see you on Sunday. All right, so here's where we go, here's where we get to an interesting one: Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Ugh. My heart's telling me Sasha, but my head's gonna go with Asuka. So figure figure that one out, if you will. <laughs> uh, Kayla, you got me up. As much as I love Sasha, uh, Sasha to get another opportunity with the Raw Women's Championship. Um, Unfortunately, I do not see her getting it because I don't see Asuka becoming Asuka two belts or Empress two titles, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Asuka. Asuka's going to retain. All right. Jolly? Like all of you, as much as I would love Sasha to have that title around her waist uh, and her get the the long-ass reign that she deserves. Gotta go Asuka. I don't see them letting... I mean... I know, it's a toughie. I'm torn. So, either way, I don't care. (laughs) Because... Because Mm -mm. it... The Kyrie match uh, this past Monday was epic. You know they're gonna have an epic match on Monday with the tag titles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, this is the one time where I say, Oscar fans, they, that that little gift where they, they got the hands in the middle, Oscar fans, Sasha fans, and they're clasping hands, and it's like, that's us right now because we're just gonna enjoy and eat an epic match like the Sasha EO match. So, mm-hmm. we all win, and I don't care who holds the title at the end because either one I'm proud of, either one is still a woman of color. So, right. Amen. All right, so let's flip it over to the blue brand. SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey and Nikki Cross. 
as much as I would love to see Nikki hold the title, I don't see it happening yet. And uh, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha are on too big of a run, so I'm going with Bailey on this one. Jolie? It's still going to be Bailey dos straps after this one. Don't get me wrong. Again, I love Nikki Cross. I truly, truly do. But after last year's Extreme Rules, where she made Nikki and Alexa tap the fuck out, <laughs> I see that as Nikki's fate. And Nikki, I love you. Do not think that I don't want you to have a title. I do. Just <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Kayla? Um, As much as I love Nikki Cross, I've loved her in NXT. I loved her. Since she's came to the top and teamed up with Alexa and also on her single run, um, like Julie said, we want her to have a title, but not right now. So my prediction, Miss Role Model, Bailey Straps is going to retain. All right. I swear, we get along too well sometimes, ladies. It's like we all got the same damn predictions. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> all That's right because we're see. all very well educated and can see what should happen because that's how we would make the product vince In fact, paul actually, stephanie <laughs> hint hint yeah hint. <laughs> that is a hint right. to hire us as story writers hire us <laughs> please y'all want to put, put jericho to shame hire us trust me I'll make that little bitch cry. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let's see. United States Championship match. Apollo Crews and MVP. I'm still kind of iffy on the new design, but maybe it'll grow on me. Um, I think I'm going to go with a sentimental one. I hope Apollo keeps it. I don't know if MVP and Bobby Lashley are going to pull some tricks out of their hat and everything, but I think I'm going to go with a kind of a sentiment on hope. Hopefully Apollo keeps it. So Kayla, I'm going to admit um, MVP. It is kind of nice to see him back. Um, Even though right now he's totally annoying the crap out of me. So with that being true, it's been a long, long journey for Apollo Crews. And he actually deserves to keep, he actually deserves to have this title, which he's worked a long time to actually get a single title in WWE since he's been there. Um, So hopefully I'm going Apollo Crews. So hopefully he can retain that title. I don't care if Ricochet and Cedric Alexander goes out there and beats Bobby Lashley's butt or whatever, distract him. I don't care. DQ, whatever. Apollo (laughs) Crews needs to retain. (laughs) (laughs) alright Jolly first I would like to say that Bobby Lashley is a baby back bitch (laughs) with that being said that just makes MVP an even bigger bitch for having that bitch in his corner my heart and mind are going with Apollo with outside interference by Cedric and Ricochet With a twist at that at the end of the match after Apollo retains, either Cedric or Ricochet or both turn on Apollo, creating um, a feud. 
Ooh. Is something that Big Swole teased. She's like, she actually uh, posted uh, Do It, You Cowards, when they had a picture of MVP talking to uh, Cedric. So it's oh, like. Oh, yeah. So that's been in the kind of in the back of my mind. But, I mean, I would love to see Ricochet get another shot at the, the title. I would love to see Cedric get a shot at the title. Honestly, I would like to see Cedric going against um, the Cruiserweight champion. Because I think that would be an epic match, to be perfectly honest. I would love to see him back in that fight. Him, him and Ali. So, um, yeah, I think they need to... to uh, to uh, listen to Big Swole and uh, stop being little pussy-ass bitches and turn Cedric evil. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Swole, note to AEW management, what the damn suspension? Jesus. Y'all can't take a joke? Jeez. She got she got suspended for running off with Britt Baker and the four-wheeler or whatever the hell that thing was. <laughs> she was just taking her home. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, lift the suspension already. Damn. And uh, it, it, it was like, it was a damn joke. Besides, they can't fight till like September when Britt comes back to the ring anyway. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Wyatt Swamp fight. Braun Strowman and the Eater World's Bray Wyatt. Uh, Jolly? Well... Braun got the upper hand last time. I'm going Bray Wyatt because, as I mean, I love The Fiend, but this is the Bray Wyatt that everybody fell in love with. Mm-hmm. So I got to go with the Eat of the Worlds, and I got to follow the buzzards. Go, Bray. All right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think this is like the same situation with, like, Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. It's like, what, like, Braun got the win first time. Bray's going to get this time rubber match at uh, SummerSlam. So I'm going to go Bray too. Kayla? I will be the first one to admit um, I was never really too fond of Bray Wyatt. Um, I think the only time I actually really even semi-liked him is when he was teamed up with Matt Hardy. A part of me thinks... This could go different ways, but um, another part of me thinks that this might be a way to bring back the Fiend, or because right now it seems like we might be messing with three personalities of Bray Wyatt right now. Um, so to bring out the best in Bray, we're actually not going to agree. I'm going Braun Strowman. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Finally, okay, so let Jesus me, Christ! I know. I, I swear, we need a good. De- we need a good debate one day on the show, right? All right. Okay. okay so, Kayla. So, you're thinking regular Bray's not going to do it? Eater Worlds is not going to do it. So you. So you're going to think it's going to end up having to be the feed that takes down Braun? Yeah, I think it's um because. Even though he hasn't really had an opportunity right now with the title, um, I believe right now Braun Strowman is at his strongest, and I don't see the Eater of the Worlds um, taking it down. The Fiend was able to beat John Cena. That was another strike. And then Money in the Bank, 
He came up to the Firefly. That didn't work. And then he brought the Eater, Award, uh, Eater of the Worlds back. So I think he's going to try the second time. That's not going to work. Go bring the Fiend back. And then not necessarily get the title back, but they're going to bring the Fiend. And that's what's going to take Braun Strowman and get him to his weakest point again. So Braun Strowman. Okay. But this I... isn't this isn't for the title? No. No. I know, but that's why I'm saying why I feel that it's going to be Bray that wins. I will say this. We will see the Fiend. Oh, eventually, yeah. No, no, I, I feel that since this has already been filmed, apparently. Oh. Um, that we're actually going to see the Fiend's actually going to pop up after he wins, and it's going to be the rubber match at SummerSlam for the title. Ah. Okie dokie. Like I said, multiple personalities from Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Look, oh. go go watch that Florida Championship Wrestling documentary that the network put out and just watch they they show young Bray and they're telling everybody's talking about how Bray just got the audience and how people just like he is a master at his craft and I am so thankful he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, that one's definitely going to be a good one to watch. All right, so last but not least, we have the WWE Championship on the line. A stipulation still not yet announced. Uh, and Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler, who tried to pull a fast one this past week, was bringing back Heath Slater. Asshole. Uh, all right, so, but either way, no matter what the stipulation is, I'm going to Drew, hands down. Kayla? Like you said, regardless of what the stipulation may be, um, rather he would try to play more mind games with him, try to bring somebody else back that meant something to him. Um, but I hate to say that Mr. Ziggerpuff <laughs> is going to come up short and Drew McIntyre, the Scottish psychopath, is going to end up retaining. All right, Jolie. You said Ziggerpuff, so the only thing that came to my head was Jigglypuff was a Pokemon <laughs> with his hair. I feel that the show-off is going to get his head kicked off in Claymore Country. So, three for three, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, I don't care what anybody says. I love when he counts down now. I love... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, too. I mean, it's like... It, it's it's like, it's coming, it's coming, to come, and it's gone. And you know what? You also have to give a shout-out to Drew for... um being the one that pitched the storyline of having Heath come back. Ah! That was actually that. true. That was actually oh. true, from what I read. So he can, like, get one last goodbye. I think it was that, and possibly because I have been reading that they are bringing back a lot of the wrestlers. Not all of them, but some of them, like the wrestlers, the creative... They are bringing, they are uh, hiring the back. They are hiring back at less pay. Right. But, but from what I've been reading, and these are reputable sources, not not douchebag Meltzer or Brian, I suck Jericho Dick Alvarez. Alrighty. Yeah, and definitely not the wrestlers who have been bitching up a storm on social media about, about like, getting fired and stuff like that. So, Zach yeah. Ryder, you fucking yeah. Yeah. bitch. His Akadana. post. Always waiting, always waiting, always waiting. I got a new shirt out, always waiting. I'm like, always ready. I'm like, 
dude, really? Get yes. over it. Look, the poor, like, little, like- the, the poor little bitch boy can't go to Comic-Cons because they're all becoming virtual, so he can't go out and, you know, be amongst people, so he's got to bitch the best way he knows how. The only person that I honestly feel sorry for right now, he wasn't fired, but they just don't have anything for him at this moment, is Tommaso Ciampa after his mm-hmm. post. But again, I think a lot of this has to do, and I do feel bad for him, but I think a lot of this has to do with what's going on. He was right. actually supposed to actually have a thing with Randy, but that kind of fell through because I think Randy's going to be going f- after Drew after Dolph. Because originally it was supposed to be Edge, from what I'm reading. Edge oh, was yeah. supposed to go after Drew. So, um, I mean, I do feel bad for Tommaso, but, you know, here, here, here's a creative pitch, uh, Triple H. Why not hook up Tommaso and Dexter Loomis? That would be a good tag team. Yeah. And they- and maybe have them start a faction with Carrie and Cross and be the bringers of death. Just, just an idea. Just an this idea. Is, this is just a taste of what we can give you. Ah, uh, little snippets here and there. <laughs> and and there is one more thing I would like to say before we go on to what uh, July thirteenth, two thousand and fifteen meant means to us, means to the wrestling world. I was looking at the, uh, what is it, the Fight for the Fallen, the next pay-per-view event that, or this week, whatever, the Fight of the Fallen for AEW. Right. You know, you know what was missing from all those posters? What? Where were the women? Uh, oh, yeah. There ha- there's not a, there's not a women's match, uh, they haven't announced a women's match for Wednesday yet. They haven't announced a woman's match. Nyla Rose comes back and she completely destroys somebody, which, you know, yeah, let's make her the beast. But they bring back Mercedes Martinez, puts her in a damn good competitive match against Santana Garrett. She still got the win. Santana mm-hmm. still looked like a beast, but you had Mercedes look epic. Mm-hmm. That's how you bring a woman back. That's how you build up the women's revolution. That's how you build up a women's roster. So, Tony Khan, you can talk all you want about demos. You can write as many checks as you want. When it comes to women's wrestling, Triple H will run circles around your t-shirt wrestling company. That's all. So, now, let's get to July 13th, 2015. Ah, what a date in history. Ah, for the weeks running up to this date, I was kind of like a little down myself personally on the women. Excuse it was the Divas division back then. Um, the Bella Army was running circles on everybody. Poor Paige was trying to do the, handle the, the, take the brunt of it on her own. Tamina and Naomi were kind of remaining neutral because they were fighting with Paige and they were fighting with the Bellas at the same time. (sighs) Paige wanted a change. On that date, Stephanie gave her the solution. But, Jolie, before this date, what was your whole 
take on the Divas division at that time? It sucked fucking ass. So I did a little research, and I think it was uh, WrestleMania 30, 29, 30, where they were supposed to have a match. I think it was Nikki and... I forget, Nikki and somebody else were supposed to have a match, and it got cut for the Undertaker-Punk match. And then at WrestleMania 31, you had a six-minute tag match with Paige and AJ versus the Bellas. And then AJ went off into the wild, um, like the mystical Pokemon that she is. (laughs) Um, But that match lasted a little over six minutes. And then we... We had the hashtag, give Divas a chance because of the the two-minute, three-minute matches. And it was horrible. I loved women's wrestling. I mean, one of my favorite all-time matches is Lita versus Trish, North Carolina, Monday Night Raw. The first women's match to close out a Raw for the championship. Mm-hmm. That match is still one of my favorite matches, and it's still one of the most cringeworthy matches when she jumps out the ring in Scorpions. <laughs> Lita. And then, then you got the women down in NXT just fucking killing it with the, the, uh, you had the, um, the tournament for the title originally when Paige vacated with Charlotte beating Natty in an epic match where they basically just told them, have fun. Mm-hmm. And then no you had. No time limit. Then you had the fatal four-way for the title when Sasha won it. And also the match between Sasha and Becky where Becky, even though she lost, walked out with a standing ovation. Mm -hmm. The NXT women were killing it. So it had to be translated somehow up to the main roster. And they they had to do something. And, you know, I give props to to Vince actually, you know, saying, I hear you. So. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be the first to admit and everything. I actually was not watching NXT at the time because it was strictly on the network. It was like, I really didn't have like the game system to pull it up on. And it's like laptop. I'd have to use a laptop. And I was like going, ah, that's just too much and everything like that. So I didn't bother with it. I seriously regret that now. All right. But. Speaking of speaking of North Carolina, Carolina boss lady, what were you thinking about the division at that time? It honestly kind of sucked a little bit. Like, um, I felt like there was no TV time for anybody. Like Jolie has said, that WrestleMania match, they got canceled. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say I think Natalia was part of that because I remember something on Total Divas. She had mentioned that they had a match that got canceled. Yeah, at the time, I felt like it really wasn't all that great. You had, like you said, we had the Bella Twins running around. Poor Paige was defending for herself. Um, And then you had your occasional AJ Lee that would, you know, kind of like show up to basically help her at time moments. Um, So at that time, the vision definitely needed some change. I didn't know what kind of change would happen. So... At the time, that time, it kind of sucked. So it needed a different change to it. Yeah. So Stephanie answered the call. We start off this segment with the Bella Army in the ring. And I actually just watched the segment again, like, last night. We, we start off with the segment in the ring. The Bella Army's uh, 
Team Bellas, they're like saying they run things. Nikki's like saying we have all the power because I have the title. Seth runs out and says, I don't think so. I run WWE. And she calls for the revolution that was happening at that time with sports to be translated over to the WWE. Brought out Paige. Said Paige wants this revolution, but you need backup. And here comes Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and the reigning champ NXT champion at that time, Sasha Banks. And even though I hadn't been watching NXT at the time, with Michael Cole saying alone, like these three women have revolutionized NXT, I knew we were in for something special. And just for the extra women coming up, getting the spark, and just with the crowd, like saying, just with the face-offs alone, the crowd were like saying, this is awesome, Chance. It's like you could tell we were in for something special. So, Kayla, what was your first reaction to the debuts? Amazing. Um, especially, you know, with Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha coming up. Even when they, um, oh, the wonderful PCB. Then, of course, you had um, Team Bad with Naomi, Tamina, and Sasha, which was pretty good. And then the Bellas. Who was with the Bellas? Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. That stupid okay. Captain Stu. Oh God, that stupid hat. That stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> but this was back in a time where she looked normal. But anyway, yes, Alicia Fox. Um, but I thought you know adding Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha to the mix that was definitely a good addition. So. All right, Jolie. With Charlotte, you have the legacy. With Sasha, you had. The badass boss bitch. But with Becky, who was the most underutilized, you had the underdog where everybody flocked to her. I think Becky had some of the best content when it came out. Seeing them, seeing where she actually started from, that stupid ass Jake. <laughs> I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> and then she just comes out, balls blazing, comes down to that ring. Gets to meet up with somebody that she used to manage back in Shimmer. So, you know, she she has this history with Paige. And then she gets to be working with her best friend. The one person that she's come up and worked with since she came to the company. Absolutely amazing. Team PCB was definitely my favorite. Uh, then Team Bad. And then the Bella Twins. I was never really a big fan of the Bella Twins. And I was never a fan of Alicia Fox. And don't get me wrong. Alicia had skills. But she just. She was your quintessential diva, and I just didn't like it. And I, I was tired of actually, honestly, of the Divas championship belt. I was tired of them being called Divas because they're not Divas. Mm-hmm. They're badass warrior women. I was excited to see where this was going, and it honestly shattered my expectations by WrestleMania 32. All right. So they, the debuts, it kind of sparked the... Re- Spark the revolution. It, it, this thing kind of like trip. It was like triple fold. It's like Paige was wanting the change. Stephanie heard the call. She initiated the change. Becky, Charlotte, Sasha. They debuted and sparked the rev. Sparked the revolution. Evolution. But Jolie, what what was the one moment that you that said to you this revolution is in full swing? That was definitely um, WrestleMania thirty two. Mm-hmm. 
um, where that triple threat should have main evented. Um, that was better than the main event match with Roman and Triple H, hands down. With them front and center on the poster, them getting their the, the 24 done about them, about that match in particular, um, I think that the, the, the spark was WrestleMania 32. And then from there, it just took off. And then 2018 is when it really exploded because you had the first ever Royal Rumble and you had the Evolution pay-per-view. So the fuse was lit at WrestleMania 32 with the Revolution, but the Evolution started in 2018. So I definitely see the way that things have been uh but yeah 2000 it started with uh, wrestlemania 32 because that probably is my favorite match between becky sasha and and charlotte that's mm-hmm. like my top 10 that's top 10 no matter what um but when it comes to to anything it that first royal rumble and the fact that stephanie vince and triple h all agreed that the first two to carry that match were Sasha and Becky, and Sasha lasting as long as she did, that mm-hmm. means that they've had so much faith in these women. And these women, no matter what people say about them, they are the four horsewomen. It doesn't matter if they're best friends in ring or what. They're the four cornerstones of this division. They have built this division. Without them, I don't see this division going to where it is now. All right. And speaking and speaking of the four horsemen, we cannot forget the fourth person in this. Yes. 2015, everything started on the main roster with Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha, but we cannot forget the fourth person in this, Bailey. And just one month after they de- debuts, Sasha and Bailey put on still what is called one of the greatest women's matches of all time at NXT Brooklyn. And I remember seeing the, uh, uh, I went online and I saw the clip at, I, I saw the clips and everything. It's like after the match, everyone was down there in the ring they were hugging each other they got together put up the four four the four sign and everything and i remember Corey graves saying they've changed the game they did they honestly did and bailey did debut in 2016 on the main Mm -hmm. roster yeah after she dropped the title to ember yeah she dropped the title to ember Oscar, Oscar. that's right that's right Oscar. I was like, Ember was after Asuka. Still, they changed the game. All four women, in all their ways, changed this, the, the way that everything is. And you can't deny it, and you can't dispute it. I mean, it doesn't matter how many titles that Charlotte holds. She's still a flair. And she's still one hell of an athlete. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many lack of titles Sasha holds. She's still that boss bitch we all know that she is. It doesn't matter how many mood swings Bailey goes through. She's always <laughs> going to be the thug hugger. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if she's the ma or the man. She's legit fire. And that's Becky. They have found a way to connect with everybody in the industry. Every fan base. It, like Every fan is a fan of one of those. I have never met Anybody that was not a fan of either Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, or Bailey. Well, for me, it's like I know the question was like, when did I like what what moment like sparked like show 
told you that the revolution was in full swing. For me, it was kind of a trickle effect. It's like, yes, I didn't, I didn't watch. Um, it's like you had NXT Brooklyn with Sasha and Bailey, and then you had NXT Respect, the thirty women, the thirty minute Iron Woman match, the first time women main evented an NXT like a, a WWE event or an NXT event. And the culmination was at WrestleMania 32. And one thing I like about WrestleMania 32, because I definitely agree with you on that, Jolie. And I took and I took this from the somebody made a point about this on the 24 special that they did about it. Usually with the women's matches at WrestleMania, they were very hurried. They didn't really get much of an entrance. I was actually at WrestleMania 25, and when they had the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal and everything, the women actually came out during Kid Rock's performance. This was like the first time when each woman got a grand entrance. Hell, oh, Sasha got Sasha got Snoop Dogg, her cousin, to come out and sing her sing her in, and they, they got the grand entrances. They were actually like given the opportunity and entrance introduce themselves as superstars like they are there to compete and I loved it <sighs> Kayla okay like I always said with the different things um, as far as well back up to the Divas division um, I do want to give kudos to even all the females that basically put their life on the line um, started you know wrestling course like your lunger blaze lita trish stratus all your wonderful hall of famers and legends um but as far as when i know they got the female wrestling but as far as when that revolution struck to me um i felt when basically like i'll say the battle royal that was something that the guys had that the females didn't even though that trophy Still looks like a vagina. Um, oh, the WrestleMania Battle Royal? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but no, as far Uterus, uterus. It looks like a uterus, not a vagina. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, a vagina and a uterus are two totally different things. Yeah, yeah, true, true, but still. Anyway, it looks like a female <laughs> private part. There we go. Um, there you go. Um, but... As far as that, I think it really, honestly, in my opinion, it got started when they got their Royal Rumble. They were able to get a Hell in a Cell elimination chamber, and it showed when they were getting the same matches as the guys were, that really shows, hey, you've worked for this. If I'm not mistaken, what, they've gotten pretty much all, pretty much all the matches that the guys have had. Um... So, Revolution, it's only beginning. It's only going to continue to get stronger and bigger and be brought to the table. And sooner or later, 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 way down the line, we will be able to witness Becky Jr., Charlotte Jr., Bailey Jr., and Sasha Jr., I go be in the ring with Daniel Bryan's kids and Randy Orton's kids, 
you know, going at it the same way they did. So, um, in my opinion, it made, it made, um, sent the sparks out, but the women's revolution for right now is just only beginning. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Birdie Joe, you might want to change your name. Uh, please don't come to the ring with that name. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the girl alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember, like, after uh, Birdie was born and then and after uh, Miz and Maurice had uh, Monroe, so it's like they're planning, like, WrestleMania 40, 50-something with Birdie Joe versus Monroe. Exactly. <laughs> but at least, like, one thing's for sure. It's like we definitely, the women that have set the table for the evolution and who are taking care of it right now, They've definitely set the table for the next generation. Okay, so, Kayla, what's been, like, the biggest moment or the biggest change you've seen out of the last five years? Biggest change? Um, or biggest moment? Let me look at something real quick. Uh, you want Jolly to go real quick? Yeah, let Jolie go ahead. I need to look up something real quick. All right, Jolie, you're up. All right, the biggest change... Biggest moments, biggest change. Well, right there, you got the two, you got the two main events of WrestleMania 35 and the Royal Rumble 2018. Uh, women's only pay-per-view. Women's Saudi matches. One being for a title. The return of the women's tag matches, tag, tag team titles. Look at how many times that Sasha, Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, Alexa, are closing the shows or opening the shows that that's carrying the show, but it's also it also goes down to NXT as well. You got the street fights, the cage matches, the first ever women's war game. Oh, that was great! You have these moments that, in all honesty, and I've I've been looking at this sideways, frontways. I mean, even the women having the money in the bank ladder match, there, there there was no one. Alexa couldn't do what they've done. Nobody could do what they did. So there, there were so there's so many moments, but I think it honestly comes down to WrestleMania 35, Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda earning that main event title spot from Vince. That was that was when I knew that the women are seen equally. Mm-hmm. And then the amount of actual main events that they actually had gotten, you know, since then, like, I mean, I think Becky and Asuka and Charlotte main evented TLC twice. Mm-hmm. The hell in the cell was Charlotte and Sasha elimination chamber for the tag titles. Was that the, was that a close? No, that was the opener. All right, but still, that was a fantastic match. I mean, hell, the mm-hmm. first ever women's elimination chamber. Like, they finally proven that they can do what men do, yeah. even though we, we've already known that. Now, uh, to me, I think, in all honesty, like, looking back at WrestleMania 35, yes. But the one match that actually, honestly, and even though it was a very short match, it still sticks out in my mind. And it wasn't the Bailey-Naomi match in Saudi Arabia. It was the Natty Lacey Evans match where uh, 
they both they hugged in the ring. Lacey was wearing Becky on her socks to honor Becky and everything that she had done for her. That was honestly, I think, like the one moment where this. I I, I think back to one of the, like it was the WrestleMania twenty or not the WrestleMania the uh, WWE twenty four where they were talking about the women's evolution mm-hmm. with the Royal Rumble and. She said when they had the match with it wasn't televised, it was just in a small arena. It was uh, Sasha and Alexa, I think, for the title or a title in Abu Dhabi, yeah, yeah, like, it was, it was it, yeah, yeah, it was for the raw women's title. Alexa had it at the time, and it was just like you know, um, like them saying that this is change, this is hope, mm-hmm. and watching you know, it was just amazing to see that those two in that ring and them hugging at the end of it. And I mean, I know Lacey gets a lot of flack and a lot of shit from a lot of people, but that match, those short, sweet and simple, it, it definitely meant a lot more than people led on to believe. Yeah. <sighs> wow. All right. Kayla. Definitely with all the changes and stuff in the, um, past five years like i stated before um they've basically proven that they can do anything the guys can do elimination chambers um money in the bank we've seen um you know just the women's division has came so long with the biggest change with every different match they've had um also um i will admit I've picked it back up, but I really never watched NXT. Right when, uh, basically, I guess you can say I only watched it for, obviously, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky when they were down there. Of course, Bailey. Um, and then, of course, obviously, Alexa Bliss. And then on July 10th, 2017, 16, she became a part of the SmackDown women's division. And that was, you know, another big change. I know eventually that she will be part of making history with everybody else. I really can't say there's actual any really humongous big moment for me. Because every moment they've they've done to this day. Our women's pay-per-view as well. Which, by the way, WWE, what the hell, bring it back, for real. Mm -hmm. Anything that they've done, that they have accomplished so far, is the biggest moment for me. Because I feel like, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, we saw the division, you know, at the bottom of the totem pole. Now, you got them main eventing over the guys now. Mm -hmm. And Seth Rollins, you do not own the women's division. Um, (laughs) But... I'm just saying, every moment right now that they've made, you know, next thing you know, we might, I don't know, change it up, have men versus women. I don't know, just, you know, something different. And then, of course, then you can have the, um, which another thing over top of evolution, bring the Mixed Match Challenge back. I like that. Yeah. So um, there's still many other opportunities that they're still continuing to have. And there's also... Some opportunities that they gave them, but it's like they've taken it away from them. So, um, but no, every moment right now that they've 
already made history in is definitely the biggest moment. Hell, it's like Charlotte and Sonya have been on the record saying they want they'll they want to eventually go after men's yeah. titles. Yeah, I saw that because Charlotte said it first, and then I just saw it the other day that Sonya was just like facepalm, really, <laughs> <laughs> trying to do what the queen does over here, trying to do what she wants to do. Right. <laughs> I actually saw this graphic on Twitter. And this is very telling, and I'm so glad I kept it for this. Since 2015, between NXT and Raw and SmackDown, between NXT and the main roster and everything, women main event 12 times. It's been 12 times. NXT Respect, Hell in a Cell, the, the Royal Rumble match, Evolution, TLC with the triple threat, SmackDown Women's title, WrestleMania 35, uh, Extreme Rules, uh, you had a, summer, uh, I'm sorry, Survivor Series. I actually forgot this, the triple threat for the women was the main event. I thought it was, I thought it was the men's elimination chamber. I mean, I thought it was the, the men's, uh, Survivor Series match, but, and then you have the tag title match at TLC, the elimination chamber, uh, this past one. And then, yeah, Money in the Bank, and then the latest being NXT in your house. Quite a lineup, huh, Jolie? Needs to be more. Um, I will say, like, it, 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 it is quite a lineup, and it is it's a, definitely a start. I mean, when it comes to storylines, in all honesty, the women put on the better storylines. I don't care what you say. And, yes, Kayla, you are right. Seth Rollins did not create the women's division. He did not <laughs> nurture it. He did not do a goddamn thing for it. You know who did? Paige. AJ Lee. Yes. They, 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 they started it. Mainly, it was more, it was more AJ Lee in um, WWE, and then it was Paige in NXT, and when she came up, God bless her for that. Mm-hmm. The lack of Main eventing, it it does get exhausting. And I mean, can you really claim evolution since every match was a woman's match? So if we take that out, that that's what, only eleven? That's bullshit. I mean, when you look back at the women's matches that like even the storylines that are going on right now, I, I go back to thinking back to the Royal Rumble before WrestleMania thirty two where Becky lost the title or lost the um the title match to Charlotte because Rick pulled her out and kissed her. Is that what happened? Is that the sexual assault match? Oh, I forgot. But that storyline was a lot better than anything going on. You had two best friends feuding, especially when they're women. And it like, you know, there's more power and potency behind it. But no, you had to give it to Roman. Hell, hell in a cell. Becky and Becky and Sasha opened that, that event with a banger. Absolute classic, and that was the opening match, and the main event sucked. That's what happens when you put a baby face against a heel that is so loved that the poor baby face is going to get fucked with toxicity. Albeit, it's fucking hilarious that that was Seth Rollins, because all he wanted to be was a good baby face and a good champion for everybody. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, you goddamn narcissistic cunt rag. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> but seriously, though, that that match, and he didn't understand, like, people are like, well, I don't understand why they were yelling at him. 
because the match fucking sucked. Now, the red light didn't help any. I'm so no. glad they got rid of the goddamn, like, the whore light. Because um, that's all that means. That That's all red light means to me is the whore light from that damn song. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, like, that match was so idiotic. It's a Hell in a Cell match, and yet you called a DQ or whatever the hell it was because Seth snapped? Yeah, they stopped the match. It's anything goes. There's no whole barred. They can kill each other. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Foley got thrown off the top of the one, and his tooth came out of his nose. Like, seriously. Oh, man. Like, they they made Seth Rollins look like the biggest fucking pussy. Again, I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, But like you said, like, you had that banger of a match, and it goes there. Royal Rumble this year. Yeah. Asuka-Becky match. Oh, yeah. Now, okay, there's no way you could have that. But I'm just saying, like, that match could have been at any time. And that that could have honestly closed out the show if the plan wasn't for Drew and Edge, to be perfectly honest. Right. But even the, like, even the, the like, what what was that? Even the, 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 the match, uh, 2019, where you had the Ronda-Sasha match. Uh, Oh, yeah. That could have closed out the show. That that was a damn good match. Like that was probably one of my favorite Ronda matches. Like those two put on a banger of a fucking match. Mm-hmm. That could have closed out the Rumble, but no, we had to get Seth in his goddamn Bears gear. Fuck the Bears. Um. <laughs> All right, Miss Eagles. You'd say it too if they were in your division. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if they were in the AFC, be like, fuck the Bears too. I mean, and, uh, but I mean, seriously, there's so many women's matches that can close out a show. But I also look at the context, and this is something that I brought up earlier when it comes to carrying the show. Mm-hmm. The fact that they have faith in their women to start the show. Let's take a look at this past NXT's two two parter of Great American Bash. You had the fatal four-way elimination match to start. Mm -hmm. And then you had the Candice LeRae, Mia Yim Street fight to start. They put so much faith in the women to be the bait to set the people in to watch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, it was the perfect bait. It was the perfect... That that street fight match, Candice and Mia, I could watch them fight forever. Honestly, mm-hmm. they are two of the toughest women I've ever seen kick the shit out of each other in a street fight. I mean, and it's like, okay, I lost my line of thought. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> No, and I was like going, I don't it's like Candace gets on my nerves and everything, but the way she got the wind against Mia with the swinging neckbreaker off the top of the turnbuckle on top of a unbalanced table onto a pile of chairs. After she stole the brass knucks off yeah. of Mia's ham, which was, you know, a beautiful homage 
to Mr. William Regal. Right. But yeah, no, that, the street fight, the cage matches, I just, I am so proud of how far the women have come from the bra and panty days. Mm-hmm. Or <sighs> the, or what was it, like the, the swimsuit contest and the, the evening wear match. Like, what the fuck? They can't. Right. Oh, God, what the hell? <laughs> Kayla, you want to get it? You want to go ahead and get in here? Sorry about that. <laughs> you want to go ahead and get in here about the main events? Um, I ain't really got much to say about it other than I'm glad that they've um pretty much have debuted so many. Um, but like Julie said at the start, they need more. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, they deserve it just as much as the men. Okay. All right. So. Uh, Jolie kind of mentioned this earlier and everything, but um, let, let's get into a little bit more right now. Kayla, thinking of, thinking back over the last five years, could any other woman have done or accomplished what the four horse women have accomplished? Truthfully? No, lie to me. Yes, <laughs> truthfully. No, I'm thinking truthfully. Um, no. Maybe, you know, if you maybe, you know, Shoot, depending how far you want to go back. I don't know, maybe Trish Stratus, Lita, or somebody probably could, but um, Charlotte is what? If you include NXT in there, she's a 12, 12-time women's champion. Sasha is five-time or four-time? Uh, Four Raw, two tags. Okay, so let's just say uh, seven-time. Oh, oh uh, yeah, four Raw, two tags, uh, NXT, so seven-time. So seven time. Bailey is one, two, three. NXT five time. Becky has been a three time because she was never NXT and she's accomplished a lot too. So they have accomplished a lot. And I even think anybody in the past, if they could do it, they probably couldn't do it. Um, and as far as maybe the future, maybe somebody could come close. But um, I honestly think there's nobody that can actually maybe do as much as the four horsewoman has done. And believe it or not, the four of them, when they can't retire anymore, I mean, not retire anymore. Lord, (laughs) to get my words messed up here. When they can't wrestle anymore, I actually see them for being mentors to future competitors. That's something I can see them doing. So um, right now, I don't see anybody can come as close to what the four horsewoman has done, which, um, in my opinion, I love all four of them very much and very proud of them. So, yeah, it's like, I mean, with these four women and everything, when you have when you have four women who have been like kicking ass and taking names all over these years accumulating almost 30 titles between them. It's like, that's got to say something right there. <sighs> Jolie. And I know you, I know you kind of illuminated to it or like brief, like briefly mentioned it earlier and everything, but uh, did you want to elaborate on you? Said, I, I think you, you said earlier that no one could have done what they've done. 
just that. I looked at the women's roster that was the women that were coming up with them at the time. You had Dana Brooke, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, and Carmella, uh, and Emma, because uh, I think she went back down for a little bit. Uh-huh. But Carmella, she doesn't inspire anybody to want to be better. Maybe drink more. <laughs> Alexa. Don't get me started on that because that's just a whole can of worms that a lot of us have been fighting against that have like been fans, especially of Becky. Uh, Dana Brooke, she's athletic, but no, and fuck you, fuck off, go away, leave the company, I don't fucking care. Fuck you, Nia Jax. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you with a spork. I don't fucking care. I am not a fan of Nia Jax as a wrestler. She's probably a wonderful person, but I'm talking about the wrestler. The woman that nearly broke Charlotte's neck. She injured Bailey. She injured Sasha. She broke Becky's face. And then she went on being proud about it. Yeah, no. There's no. There's nobody that could have done what they did. You have to look at it this way. There's nobody, like I said before, you have these four women. Especially like if you were ever a a Flair fan, Ric Flair fan, you're going to be drawn to his daughter. She has more charisma and more uh, spunk than he ever did in his time in the WWE, WCW when it was televised. Sasha has a way of just, she has this amazing energy about her that is badass and just drew, drew people to her. Bailey was the hugger. She was the person that was us, the fans. Because that's all you ever heard about from her was how she was a fan, how she came up, and how she wanted to be a part of this because she was a fan. And then you got Becky, the underdog. What was what what was it that Paige called her? The least relevant. Mm-hmm. She went from being the least relevant to Becky two belts, Becky main events, to Becky the cover of ESPN magazine, mm-hmm. and two K twenty. She ran this company the way that Paige wished she could have. She has done something so organically mm-hmm. with the fan base, with just her style. It goes back to when they first announced that they were going to have a SmackDown women's title. Yeah. yeah. Her name was chanted. Not Nikki Bellas, not Alexa Bliss. But Becky's. Becky was the one that was chanted. So those four women have brought in fans, have brought fans back like myself. Because if I fell back in love with wrestling because of Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey. Mainly Becky. I am a, more of a Becky fan than I am of the other. I mean, I'm a fan of all of them. But if I had to rank, it's Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha for me. Mm-hmm. But right now, that was the original one. Now it's Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey. Just because I really don't like her as the heel. I, I, I miss the hugger. I miss, I miss the inflatable, wacky inflatable men. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's like there, there's nobody that could do what they did. They bridged two generations. You had the old guard in Paige, Nikki, Alicia, Bree, Tamina, Naomi, Natty. To the new guard of Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Sonya, Mandy, Asuka. Kyrie, they were this bridge between the two generations from when it's a diva to women to being called superstars, mm-hmm. not some. When I think of diva, that's I don't think of women fighting. 
So it went from something prissy to something badass. And I feel that the fans organically went to these four women. They organically built the powder keg that fueled this revolution into an evolution. Mm -hmm. There is no woman of that time. Now, I, I do agree that, like, you know, if Trish and Lita were still in that time, per then, yeah, maybe. And looking to the future, the people that are going to carry the torch, it's going to be the Candice LeRae's, the Dakota Kai's, the Tegan Knox, Mercedes Martinez, the Mia Yims. Mm -hmm. That's your future right there. The Io Shirai's and the Rhea Ripley's, the Shati Blackhearts. Those women, those women that I just are the ones that are going to keep the fuse lit, keep the the powder keg burning because they have taken what those four women have created and molded it into theirs. And I think that's the beauty thing about what they have done, because there's something that they, uh, was it Becky or was it Sasha or Bailey? Cause I don't think it was Charlotte. What? what? They said that it was, it was Becky that we pushed each other so much to be better than the other, that we not only raise the bar for ourselves, we raise the bar for the rest of the women in the division to be better. Okay. And there is no, I can't, can't look at that, that roster back in 2015, 2016 and be like, well, yeah, maybe them. But I mean, it's like, no, it was literally those four women. I mean, yeah, Asuka and, and Kyrie and, well, Kyrie didn't come until what, 17, 18? But what was the first Mayon, Mayon Classic? 17? I'd have to check. So yeah, the, the first Mayon Classic, I mean, Ember was maybe one that could, that could pop the spark, but still, it was just like, I, I don't feel them the way that I feel the, energy and the organic love that like you know that that just flocked around those four women and that one scene where they broke kayfabe because i think they were like all you know sasha and becky and charlotte were all feuding at the time on their main roster and they just got in that ring and they hugged and they held up that four mm -hmm. that was my favorite i kind of hope that that when they do retire they do that on stage yeah Give us what we want, damn it. <laughs> and I just checked, 2017 was the first May Young Classic. And that was when Kyrie won it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then it's like next year, EO made it to the finals. That match was a fucking banger, too. Yeah. EO versus Tony, yeah. But it's just, it's just amazing how far we've come. And I have a challenge. When Beck, okay, so. When Becky is back in the ring, I want Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, and Candice LeRae to face Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch in a fucking War Games match. Book it! Book that shit! Evolution 3, because Evolution 2 is going to happen. I have a feeling... I have a feeling that's what's going to get announced on the bump. Yeah, because like Stephanie's announcing something on Wednesday, and so and I saw a picture like, okay, we're going to have Evolution too. Well, Becky can't do it, and Charlotte's taking some time off. Can they be the uh, moderators? I'm for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you got to have those two involved like somewhere or another, even if they just make like a brief segment from their houses or something. I don't know. <laughs> 
Or or we could have uh, Becky and um, Beth Phoenix on commentary. That way we can renew that rivalry so when that can, that match can finally happen. I have a strange feeling that around WrestleMania 37, it's like we're going to get Becky back or she's going to – She's going to be making her return to the ring, or she will be popping up and saying, "I'm back." Uh, that's 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 my feeling too, and and we also forgot of another person who, who just announced that they're pregnant, that their little little Viking could become a WWE future wrestler, and that's Sarah Rowe and Eric. Oh yeah, yeah! Congratulations to them. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And congratulations, oh. Angelo Dawkins, on his wife giving birth to a beautiful baby boy oh it was so funny he actually uh posted a picture on twitter of the baby flicking uh pulling up the middle finger like say the little man wants some smoke already in 2020 (laughs) that's the perfect way to sum up 2020 just right oh but in i mean in retrospect over the last five years it's like the people who've Wanted a change in women's wrestling, have definitely got it. And honestly, when I started watching wrestling, I was in my mid-20s. And if the women's wrestling then was anything like it was now, I would have actually tried to get into wrestling myself. Because it's like what I see now is so awesome. And it's a great, it would be a great thing to be a part of. But of course, I'm too old and I'm too big. And I got med- I got knee and back problems. So that definitely wouldn't work for me right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like, like watching these women do what they do is incredible. They definitely show up the men, and they definitely show that we belong and we deserve equal equal opportunity. And they've definitely gotten that in spades. So we here at the Queen's Takeover say thank you to the four horsewomen, three of them who debuted on this date five years ago, and help spark the evolution that we've grown to love today. <sighs> and here's what, and who's gonna, who knows what's gonna come in the future? <laughs> uh, Kayla, any final thoughts? All I gotta say is, woo! <laughs> Jolie, any final thoughts? Just like you, Kat, um, you know, when I fe- I've been in love with wrestling since '86 when I was a kid, and I was deterred from going to wrestling school or even thinking about it uh, when I was in college by guys that, you know, remind me a lot of Seth Rollins' uh, cocky attitude, thinks that they're better than everybody, and um, because I'm bigger girl, nobody ever wanted to see a girl like me wrestle. You know, even though we had China in the ring. She had to go through a lot of plastic surgery to get to where she was. And, you know, I give Joni Laurie props for all the bullshit that she had to go through to get where she did and to get the recognition that she deserves. And um, she does deserve her Hall of Fame ballot by herself. Mm-hmm. You cowards. Mm-hmm. Along with Christian, you cowards. But, you know, it is nice seeing women in all shapes and sizes wrestle. I mean, I will say that about Nia Jax. That's like one thing that, like, you know, watching her wrestle made me proud was the fact that she's a bigger woman 
and she knows what she's doing. And, mm-hmm. But you've got like the the Tegan Knoxes and the Dakota Kai's, the Mia Yim, who's you know not tiny. You've got Rhea Ripley, who you know went from looking like Charlotte to finding her her true style. And there is just there's so many different shapes and sizes. I mean, even in AEW, you've got. One mm-hmm. of the first trans wrestlers in Nyla Rose, who's a big, beautiful woman, uh, awesome Kong as well. Jordan, Jordan Lynn Grace in TNA. Yeah, I just know, thought about that. Yeah. Like the women, the women's division has, is gone from being like sable and, you know, tiny and, and porn star looking. I said sable because sable's the first one that popped in my mind because like I just remember her, her and, and Kat. Miss Kitty, uh, ex, wasn't she, isn't she an ex of Jerry Lawler's? She, she's like, she played like mini China at one point. But like, you know, them coming out in their, their, their thongs and their evening gowns. And the only one that ever made thongs cool was Lita. Sorry, hate to admit it, but she's the only one that made that shit cool, y'all. Um, <laughs> from where it started when we were watching, when I first started watching to where it is now, I know without a shadow of a doubt, that Mae Young is up there grinning her, her face off because this is what she loved. And when I think of old school wrestlers, Mae Young's one of the first ones I think of. Mae Young is definitely, uh, definitely smiling about all what she's seeing right now because she'd definitely be proud of how this women's division has evolved and become something so much better. And if, when if they do ever open up an NXT division of the Hall of Fame, the first entries better be all four other horsewomen together. No separation about it. Put them all four in together. Amen. All right, all right, and we will definitely leave it at that. So that is definitely all the time we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.